Hey everybody, welcome back to Movie Howl. This time, Joe and I are going to be discussing something a little bit different. I'm Ryan, by the way. We are going to be talking about WandaVision, the series as a whole, now that it's wrapped up. Uh, I think Joe has a lot more thoughts than I do, because he has a notebook in front of him and I don't. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a little different than usual. Yeah, feel like this isn't going to be one of those, it's not a Dexter, it's not the Simpsons, where they're going to continue series, you know, seasons of it. Maybe they will, but it, last episode talked about series finale, so I think this is one of those, you know, mini-series, one-off kind of deals. Not sure if that's actually going to be the case, um, but it wrapped up pretty well. It'll be interesting to see where they go from this. It's a good lead-in, I'd say. The end of this is a lead-in to uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, they even, even brought him up once in this. And just off-tops, if you have not seen... This show, if you've not seen all of the episodes themselves, seen some of it, but not all of it, we're probably going to be heavy spoilers from beginning outset here. We're just going to talk about it the way we feel about it. So you have been warned. <laughs> so what do we think of WandaVision, Ryan? How, how did you feel about it as, as an entirety, you know, the nine episodes that we got? As a whole, I actually liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I, uh, I'm a little bit worried or I was a little bit worried at the outset that this was going to be one of those things that comic books tend to do, which is where they branch off into too many things. Mm -hmm. You know, when uh, DC rebooted their stuff a couple of years ago, I tried to get back into it because, you know, there's so much lore that builds up and there's so many, there's so many things to try to remember that, you know, kind of a fresh slate seemed very attractive. What I ran into was that, there were things still happening in other comics, you know, from issue to issue in like Batman, things would change significantly. And when I went back to the comic book store, like the, the first couple times this happened, you know, to find the new issue or whatever, I would talk to the guys working there. Be like, what, what, what's up with this? Like, how, what did I miss? And they're like, oh, well in Nightwing, this happened. And in Batman Inc or whatever, where it's kind of the story of the extended Bat family, Got this ya. thing happened. And I'm, Slightly concerned that Marvel is going to have like, well, you won't know what's going on in Avengers whatever unless you've seen season two, episode five of this show. I get that. I've seen I've read graphic novels that, you know, I originally assumed was like a Batman thing and it was all one series of Batman comics, but it's really pulling from many different things. Pulling from, you know, if I read I read a Daredevil one, but it wasn't all just Daredevil comics. It was some other ones mishmashed in there. Uh, you know, the number whatever of Daredevil, number whatever of Iron Fist, number whatever of... and But they put it all together in one... It's, it's one cohesive story in, say, the graphic novel they put together. But if you were to read that comic book-wise, you'd have to be reading all these different series of comic books in order to really grasp and encompass the story they're trying to tell. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm worried about here. But the fact that they're saying it's a series finale, not necessarily just a season finale. Mm -hmm. If these are stories that they want to tell that are simply too long to put in movie form, that's fine. You know, like star Wars, I I've given up on star Wars. <laughs> they have like 15 series announced. I don't know which ones are going to play into any new movies. I, I did not, particularly enjoy the last couple movies i so, explained to you why i think they did all the stuff they mm -hmm. did and how it kind of rhymes with the old ones yeah which really made sense it just 
I didn't. I didn't like it. So I, when you I, say I didn't like the prequels that much either. So when you say they have uh, a bunch of series, like the Mandalorian being a series, and they want to do a bunch of different things. Yeah, they want like to do that. an Ahsoka series. They want to do uh, one about Boba. What is, I don't, I, I'm trying to think of the name of it. They do. They're have. They they're gonna have one about Boba Fett. Okay. Yeah, they're gonna have a bunch of different series about a bunch of different things. I Wait, think isn't that have, what Mandalorian's about? No, the Mandalorian. That Mandalorian is not Boba Fett. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah. But anyway. All right. So Wandavision. All right. One of the things that got me from the very outset of this, it, when I watched the first couple episodes at least, was not a huge fan of what they did. But after having seen all of them, the whole series, I be, I was able to appreciate what they were doing with it, why they did it in the style in which they did it. Yeah. And even in the first two, maybe three episodes, they really sprinkled in enough of the intrigue stuff, like what was going on real world style mm-hmm. to... Yeah, what was going on in the real world, like our time after Endgame... Like that to keep us interested, keep me. It kept me interested enough. I hadn't even originally planned on watching this series after seeing the previews for it and being like, ah, eh, just from the very outset. Like I didn't really care about those characters. Wanted envision that much, even though as far as part of the Avengers, they're two of the most powerful Avengers in any of the movies that we got. I was glad to see a lot more Vision. Because, yeah, he's one of the most powerful characters in the comics, anyway. And Scarlet Witch is possibly the most powerful. Yeah. I mean... I mean, just given some of the things that she's done in the comics, her origin is a little different. But her character in general, I I felt like they were very underused in the movies they were in. Which makes mm -hmm. sense, because they're sort of part of the next phase. the, The movies that we had so far are focused on the OG Avengers that kind of kicked everything off. Right, started it all, Cap, yeah. Iron Man, all I that. I realized they wouldn't want to, well, yeah, we have more powerful heroes, but we don't want to take the focus away from the ones who got this thing going. So, But now that they're kind of done, for the most part, they can move on. Um, I I don't know, dude. The first couple episodes <laughs> were a little rough. It's like, this is, at least they're short. There's not a lot going on. I get from the outset that there's something going on, and there just wasn't a lot at first it was kind of setting up their life setting up where they're at but they don't give you a ton so i wouldn't be surprised if they lost a lot of people in the first couple episodes Mm -hmm. but then you're right they start sprinkling in stuff where they're flashing sideways to what's going on outside um rambo captain rambo what's her monica 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 Rambo. rambo yeah she's doing stuff her mom was apparently a founder of sword Mm -hmm. which I don't know a ton about Sword. I know a little bit about them from the comics, but I, I was never... I was more of a DC person anyway. But I know that Monica Rambo's in the comics. Uh, I did. I looked up some stuff on her. Yeah. And what, like... I, I thought they were just shoehorning in, and I still kind of feel like they were... A Captain Marvel connection? Right. The Captain Marvel connection, since she was the daughter of... Captain Marvel's buddy. Right. Whatever her name was. Um, that Rambo that... You know, Mama she Rambo. knew Mama Rambo. And I thought it was just that. But then there was an actual, I mean, there. Okay, I have a lot to say about this particular character in it's this like, series. It's like Superman Year One that I read that I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. Like he has a relationship with a mermaid. And I was like, why did they throw this in there? And it's like, nope, that's like the one thing in the comics that's always been there. That's one thing that they kept that has happened in every Superman continuity that he had <laughs> some kind of relationship. So it's like, are they just shoehorning this in or 
no, these characters have actually always been involved and they're they're weaving it together in a fairly clever way. Yeah, uh, I came to find out that... Oh, man, where did I put it? Uh, all right, so her origins are... And this isn't a huge deal, especially with the MCU and how that works. Her origins aren't the same as they are comic book-wise, which that's fine. I don't know how much I buy her getting superpowers from what went on in the show. Yeah, okay, so you're you're skipping way ahead. It is, yeah. So Captain Rambo in the series goes in and out of... The Hex? Yeah, the Hex a couple times, and she starts to develop abilities. Are we saying that that's what gave her the abilities, was going in and out? Because Kat Denning's character, I forget what her name is. Darcy. Yeah, from Thor. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, it was cool to see her again. Uh, her and uh, the Lee. The FBI agent? Or Lou, I think was his name. Uh, Talking to the FBI agent from Andy. Yes. That they brought these couple of small, more ancillary characters from these other movies in, but they didn't just bring them in to have them there. I felt like they were actually course. useful characters. Like, they each, they weren't inept. Mm-hmm. They did their jobs. They had interesting things to say. And so, and besides the fact, for the most part in those movies, I enjoyed those characters. They were mm-hmm. fun. They weren't super serious ever. And they were f- basically the same thing here. But some of it was kind of serious. And they had to do some serious things. And it was it was decent. Yeah. I, I enjoyed having them there. Yeah, I liked that too, actually. Those are two characters that I enjoyed. I, I don't like... Uh, two broke girls or whatever the show was that Cat Dennings was on. Oh, is that? Yeah, I know the one you're talking it about. It was like awful. The I never actually I saw it. I think I made it maybe four or five minutes into it. I saw it. I was like, oh, that's 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 the girl from Nick and Nora mm. and Thor. And it's like, nope, this this one isn't for me. But in this, she's for me. Mm-hmm, yeah, that character that she plays, Darcy, and then uh, Jimmy Wu is the FBI agent. They're both good. Yeah, enjoyed them. Really good. Um, yeah, and believable too. I like that as an FBI agent, he wasn't totally just out of his element and whatever that like Rambo didn't have to save them, which is kind of what I expected because she's like the special agent type person and he's just this FBI guy who's kind of uh, kind of comedic. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes time for them to escape, they both take down like they know what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. They take down the guys who are like transporting them. No problem. Yep. Like they're. They put them on level footing, which I really like. It I, was I, it was nice to see him. I, I he just seems as like he's going to be one of those bumbling, can't yeah. do anything characters. Because of how he was in Ant Man, like right. he knew something was up, but he could never catch him. Right, but I mean, he's an FBI agent, so I expect most FBI agents to be able to at least somewhat handle themselves yeah. in most given situations. Right. So when it comes to the powers, I did have to look it up. That's where I looked up Monica Rambo. Okay. You know, did she have powers in the comics? What were her origins? I I looked at it. She has, like, five different superhero names that she's gone by yeah, over the Yeah, I years. saw that, too. There and was she's traditionally, like, one of the head people of S.W.O.R.D. So I was like, all right, she's in it. She's got powers in the comics. I don't care enough to research all of these different hero names and why she was called that. She was she was a Captain Marvel. Yeah, I, I, I did see that. Yeah, there have been th- at least three Captain Marvels because uh-huh. there's a male Captain Marvel, there's a Carol Danvers Captain Marvel, and there's apparently a Monica Rambo Captain Marvel. Yep. The male one, I have no idea. Yeah, never... nope, not researched. <laughs> I didn't know. No, nothing about I it. I assume that's not going to come in unless there's, like, a bad Captain Marvel. <laughs> the, that would be the, something that could the put... The anti-Marvel? Yeah, like, 
you have the yellow lanterns and the mm-hmm. green lanterns. Like, is there a bad Captain Marvel out there that will give Carol Danvers Captain Marvel like somebody to actually play against instead of just watching her shoot through space? Maybe, maybe Jude Law will get to play air. that in the next movie. Yeah, instead of just bouncing around in the air like a CW show. <laughs> yeah, something like that. CW. I'm thinking about like Supergirl and stuff like that. It was so bad. It's like, what are, the, what are these fights going to look like? I wonder what kind of budget do they have? Oh, yeah. Oh, they're bad. So I had to look that up too because when I saw the episode, then it showed, and it's a later episode, probably seven, I believe, where she gets these powers. And I'm like, really? Are they yeah. Are they doing this? It's one of those things where, yeah, I was like, are they doing this? Is this more of the Captain Marvel connection or is there something to it? That's why I had to look it up. Right. Looked it up. She does have powers. And so, again, kind of like you, fine. So be it. They're just introducing a character that's already been established in the comics. And that's okay. I'm not necessarily against that. I have a whole bunch of other stuff I want to talk about with her. But as far as getting back to the show itself, the way they did these, every episode until the vast later ones, yeah. um, at least the first five or six, they take place in a different decade. Yeah, so and there's Dick Van Dyke show, I Love Lucy, it was like Brady Bunch. It wasn't actually I Love Lucy, that was more of a Bewitched. Oh, Same time right. frame, uh, yeah, but yeah, bewitched, like a right. Bewitched. Even her magic was very much themed uh-huh. that way. Yeah. yeah, her the openings were like those shows. Yeah, they did like a like a really family ties one. Mm-hmm. Like the family ties one. My yeah. girlfriend did not recognize it. She was like, "Oh, huh. what, what are they doing here?" And she was, she thought it was another Brady Bunch one or something. I was like, "No, this is Family Ties. Look at that woodwork." Right. It looks exactly <laughs> like the Family Ties house. Yeah, and how they did I hope that. I'm stuff. naming the right show. No, I'm absolutely 100. <laughs> okay. Um, how they did these openings and. I, I really did end up enjoying that, and I thought the way this whole series was put together was a unique concept. Yeah. That this whole thing has come about because... Of a of, trauma. Right, Wanda's grief and everything that has happened to her. And her character's gone through a lot. The things that happened in her very far past, the things that we've seen in movies, the things they even added to her character mm-hmm. in this show to show us... Things we didn't know before when she was a child with her brother, with her mom and dad, what was going on. We had that explained to us, but it just fleshed it out a little bit more. I didn't need a ton of it, and we didn't, they didn't overdo it. There was just one episode that dealt with it, and it went from, you know, this to that to the next of what had happened to her. And that was all right. I don't mind getting a little bit more background on the person who is starring in this show. This is, it's about her. It's really about her. I mean, yeah, Vision's in it. It's Wanda Vision, but this is a show about Wanda, Wanda Maximoff. Well, what I've been reading lately is that she is supposed to be kind of the face of the MCU going forward. Really? Yeah, I think they were supposed to have it be Captain Marvel at first, but... Nobody liked her? I guess. (laughs) I mean, there are so many YouTubers who make videos just hating on Brie Larson. I mean, you're right. I don't usually want to meet celebrities. Actually, I never want to meet celebrities. (laughs) I, I don't care. Like, what conversation would I have with somebody? It's like, hey, you play pretend on TV, and I like watching you. Like, I would tell them that if I saw them, you know. That little Grand Budapest Hotel line, you know. <laughs> I know and admire your work. But what else would I talk about? Brie Larson, <laughs> I would almost want to meet. Be like, are you as unlikable as these people say? Like, there are so many people saying it. But see, that's, like, even I, if you did, it unless you got to know her in real life as a friend and really hung out with this person, you'd you never know. know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't... I don't I don't know what the hate is about for her, I guess is what I'm getting at. Like, I didn't... Captain Marvel was fine. If DC had put out a Captain Marvel movie like that, it would have been fine. It would have been probably better than most of the stuff they've been putting out. But 
when you are in the MCU, you know, unfortunately, you're not up with Civil War. You're down with Thor The Dark World. Right. I mean, it's a pretty <laughs> high bar for some of the yeah. stuff they've done. It, Marvel movies are like pizza. Even when they're bad, they're still pretty good. That's still pizza. <laughs> I like pizza. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think a lot of the hate for her is misdirected. I think it's just, you know, this thing where people want somebody to blame for something. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I didn't like this movie. It didn't turn out the way I wanted. Let's blame the actress instead of, you know, because she had some, like, weird moments in interviews where she seemed mm-hmm. a little bit, you know. Right. With maybe like, less, you know, maybe some... less used to handling that kind of attention than the people who've been doing it for, like, 20 movies before that. <laughs> but I think the writing in that movie was weird. I think Marvel put a lot of effort into trying to be really, really safe with it, and it did not. Like, it just didn't pan out the way a lot of the other ones right. did. Right. Unlike the first, let's say, the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which came out of nowhere. Yeah, they were these like, characters. All of this, none of this makes sense. Right. There's a raccoon in it. Let's just do this stuff. Like, like they just announced, I think, over Twitter that Star Wars is going to have a character called Geode that is literally a rock. Geode isn't even a pun. It's not even spelled wrong or anything. It's Like, just, the literal crack this rock open, a bunch of sparklies in yeah. inside. Huh, okay. Yeah, and people... Apparently on Twitter went nuts about it. I mean, you know, they like deleted the tweet or like kind of pulled back on it. uh, But it's like, just let them announce what they're going to do. Because when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, they're like, we're going to have a tree and a raccoon and all this other stuff. And I was like, this looks fucking crazy. And then I looked it up and it's like, nope, this comic has its origin in the 60s. It's been around forever. Absolutely. They're they're taking this thing that nobody's ever. People know even before it came out, Iron Man, not a huge not a hugely popular comic book character, but Robert Downey Jr. turned that into what the MCU is now. Yeah, Spider-Man and Superman are like, and Batman, I guess, are the mm-hmm. most popular heroes in the world. And they kind of think Captain used... America's up there, but that's just because he's my personal favorite. Yeah, but they <laughs> should be used sparingly. So I like that they started that off. It was a good, you know, it was probably a risk that they were willing mm-hmm. to take because it's a character they don't care that much about. That's why, like... If you ever watched Arrow on the CW, the first two seasons were fantastic. You've mentioned like that. Watch the first two, two seasons so and then... Don't, eh. don't watch any after that. Okay. <laughs> but I had read that that was originally supposed to be a Batman thing. And then whoever owned the rights for it pulled back and said, no, nah, you can't do Batman. And they're like, okay, we'll do Green Arrow because Green Arrow is an equivalent. Okay. I mean, a lot of stuff in Batman even came from Green Arrow. Like, Arrow, Green Arrow had, like, a cave. There was an Arrow cave before there was a Bat cave. Hmm. Like, there are even jokes in the comics where Batman's like, do you do anything original? But it's like, actually, Green Arrow did this. Uh-huh. Okay. Punk. <laughs> but not that many people know that. I really like Green Arrow, so I'm going to... See, that it. was... But the, it, the Guardians of the Galaxy thing, it was... They they just went for it. Yeah. They had the right director to do it. And I don't know if it was the director, the writing, the writers, the just studio interference of, like you said, making it be too safe. I I really... Captain Marvel-wise didn't like... Uh, did not like... Nick Fury's character in that. I didn't like that he was like a fish out of water the whole time. I mean, he wasn't exactly that, but he wasn't exactly not that either. He wasn't the Nick Fury we know. I don't want to see young Nick Fury. I want to see Nick Fury who has, at his peak, doing spy stuff, like being three steps ahead of everybody else. I don't, right, want, I don't Nick, want to see him coming right. up, the, up the ladder. Nick, Nick Fury, that you know, comic book, he's a badass. Yeah. Always. He's That's what makes him as a human character able to be around all these super individuals. I actually never gave a shit about Nick Fury from the comics until now. And now I think in the comics, it is the Sam Jackson version. Mm-hmm. 
It is. is 100%. way better because Samuel Jackson makes everything better. Makes everything better. <laughs> okay. We're getting off of this show. We're getting way we're t- off. Way, way off. Um, as we said, like the, the way the episodes went, I thought that was unique and interesting. Uh, they put commercials into these. Just yes. because I'm not sure why, if it was just to throw in a bunch of Easter eggs, which were in these commercials. Yeah, like the Hydra watch and stuff right. like that. Yeah, there were it some just, really cool ones. It, they were fun. Most of that I really enjoyed. Uh, I liked how the first episodes hinted at something more. There was something that happens fairly early on in these episodes. I think episode three, where all of a sudden Wanda's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And not like, hey, look, we're going to have a baby. Like, hey, look, I'm... doing about 10 minutes. Right. Like, it super fast. The way everything progresses in this is insane. I was just curious how anatomically that works. With vision? How do, yeah. How does a robot and a human have a bait? Like, well, it, are, it, are you asking if Tony Stark? No, because vision can just change himself however he oh, wants. Okay. So does he change himself <laughs> biologically enough to create a dick? And semen and be able to impregnate a human. Like how the, how that even I just I would just you know, just one of those things. I'm thinking he wouldn't be able to do that in like the real world ver you know, in there. Like outside of Westview, outside of the hex. I'm assuming that's completely a hex thing. Okay. But that's it's, fair. It's not there is precedent for Wanda having like thought form children in the comics. Okay. So it's not totally out of the ordinary, but it also makes sense in terms of the theme of what she was doing. So, in this series, there is there's a minor antagonist in the form of this director Hayward, uh, who is running Sword. Mm-hmm. And even from the outset, from the very beginning, you know, even though he was very nice and welcoming to Monica, and this is you've missed a lot of stuff. Your mom set all this up. I'm very sorry that you know when. There's an episode where Monica comes back as like right when it was an interesting look at when the reverse snap happens and how how that takes place and the amount of chaos, just pure chaos that that would cause. Yeah. These people who are gone just disappeared. Ash, poof, poof, gone. Yeah. She like went down the hall to get a cup of coffee and a Pop-Tart or something and came back like, (laughs) hey, I was visiting my mom. She's not in the room anymore. What's going on? Yeah. And so that was that was an interesting view into something that had gone on in the movies that they never elaborated with. They never went into it in the movies. Yeah, Spider-Man was the closest, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for some reason they're like reintegrating students that are even though the that they were gone for 5 years, they're still in the same high school class together. Like Flash and Peter still in the same class. Yeah, like I don't. MJ still in the same or did MJ come out? Whatever. Let's not get into it. Anyways, um so even from the outset, I felt like you could just tell that he was going to be that kind of, oh, he's the old white guy who is now going to be portrayed as the bad guy. But I really, realistically, throughout the whole thing of this, up until the very one of the last scenes of the last episode, just saw him as somebody who was trying to protect the interests of humanity against all of this, this superness, these things that have happened that... We have kind of like Nick Fury in the original Avengers. Well, why? Because of him. Yeah, we are hilariously outgunned. Just what? What are we gonna do? Yeah. But I, we have to come up with something to be prepared for this. Because what? What are we gonna do when it happens? And it's gonna happen. 
and they keep building to bigger and bigger things like Thanos. Well, that was huge, but there's always going to be bigger threats. There's going to be other, the comic books, when it comes down to it, Thanos is almost a minor character compared to some of these major, you know, celestial characters that are out there. The observer Galactus, (gasps) things like that. If you know, major comic book things. And so he's, he's just trying to do his best after seeing what happened, the snap, people gone, keeping it together, which I think he made a bigger deal out of that in one of the episodes than needed to be when him and Monica are at odds. It's like, you know, you didn't know what it takes to keep the lights on. And well, I mean, I get it, but it's like when somebody, somebody close to you dies, something happens, there's a car accident and you know, you lose family members unexpectedly. Life goes on. Yeah. But I think it's one of those things where there would be chaos. Absolutely. Uh, And he's, it's, it's one of these things where I think he's just trying to say, like, shit has happened, and I'm a different person than you remember. Like, we are willing to do different things now than we would have before because of what we've had to, had to do just to continue, especially without half of the Avengers. I thought something that could have been interesting. So Monica comes back, and she's immediately... She's just this character who I think it's one, one of the issues that I think people had with Captain Marvel that they had with Rey in Star Wars, that they have with some of these female characters that are being portrayed in cinema and movies, TV, whatever. These characters who have zero struggle, they don't they don't show them overcoming anything. There's no... And she could have had a hatred for Wanda and what was going on based on coming back from the snap, her mom's gone, but she just walks back into... What is now sword, yeah. Which I can't imagine was there before, but they don't really go into it. Yeah, she they, just walks well, in and expects to go right back through the door. The security guards like hassling her a little bit about getting in, and he's just doing his job. Yeah, like I don't know who you are. What do you? Yeah, what are you talking about? And she just, just without us seeing any of the psychological issues that you would have trying to reintegrate. Well, we don't. They don't do a good job in this series of showing us passing of time. We don't know how long things take. That's true. We don't know how long they've been in the hex. We don't know how long it, b- between the beginning and the end, like you're saying, between when they figured out that it was Wanda causing it and then mm-hmm. Vision was in there in one way to the end where they send in Terminator Vision. Right. It was just without knowing that, without seeing some sort of her going through something to reconcile what has happened, to try and catch up, reintegrate. She just walks back in. Hey, let's do this. I'm ready to get back to work and to go. And I mean, I get that, but... I think that also gets into why she was sympathetic with Wanda. Because Wanda got snapped as well. Mm-hmm. And lost. Lost people. So, yeah, the fact that she believes in Wanda so quickly... Apart from her being an Avenger, I don't know if there's supposed to be some kind of off-screen thing that they knew each other, but she does like come to trust her really quickly, which I know we want to do because Wanda's the hero, or a hero. Yeah. She's also kind of the villain. There are kind of three villains in this, Wanda, Agatha, and that director guy. Yeah, director Hayward. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's supposed to be sympathy because they've gone through something similar. That was kind of an issue that I had because you're right, like director Hayward had reason for doing what he was doing and i mean everybody else was kind of the 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 characters that we're rooting for were being insubordinate 
we get into mm-hmm. why he shouldn't be doing what he's doing, but to start off with, there's like no reason to suspect him of anything. Yeah. You know, it's one of the, uh, we were talking about before we recorded, I just watched chaos walking, which I'll, we'll do either together or solo a little mini review of, but that one of the inciting incidents in that doesn't make any sense. Like a guy is asking questions that are logical to ask in that situation. And suddenly they're suspicious of him. You know, it's like, well, why are you suspicious? Like, why are you so quick to want to disobey this guy? When he's like, Hey, big threat, whole town of people being held hostage. Maybe we should worry about this. And they're like, nah, it'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah. The, there's a scene where, uh, they get an opportunity or Hayward gets an opportunity to, for some reason, attack Wanda with his drone and a missile. And I saw that and I'm thinking, what's, why? Why do you do that? What do you think is going to happen when you use normal human means of destruction to attack this super-powered individual who, may, maybe if you caught her on a bad day, it might work? Yeah, if you caught her but, off guard. But, like, realistically, you are utterly wasting your time. Like, it's, uh, I mean, Captain America took down, you know, one of those, uh, what do you, the ship that... I Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't like, by himself. And he's just really strong, like... Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to throw my shield at this thing real hard. <laughs> uh, it's, I don't know, I, I question that, like, why that happens, except for now we really get to show he's the bad guy. Like, this is our, we get to I cement so. the fact that he's bad guy. I think so. So do you want to continue with other gripes or do you want me to talk about like, I have one real main issue with it. Go for it. It's, it's just one overarching issue. And that is that like you're saying, they don't do a a great job of establishing who's a villain and who's a hero on the show. And my girlfriend and I, when we were watching it, we were confused about, well, did she take the body or not? Because they have footage of her where it looks like she's taking the body and it doesn't exactly line up with what's going on in the flashback where she goes to find Vision's body and is a little bit more reasonable. And again, Hayward makes a lot of sense. He's like, you can't bury this because this is a robot and it's really valuable and it's government property or it's, you know, Mm -hmm. sword property. However, that ends up working out. Like once it's no longer a living entity, it belongs to somebody else and they're going to use the material for something else like that. It's cruel, but it also makes sense. But what I don't understand, they were disassembling him. They showed him disassembling Vision. Like, he is the most dangerous sentient weapon there has been. They needed to disassemble him so nobody else can get a hold of him. But then, when is it that they decide to reassemble him and use him to not destroy Wanda, who's causing the Hex, and who is clearly the cause of the Vision that's in the Hex, because he came out. They saw him come out. And he started to fade away because he can't exist outside it. Right. So when did he make the decision to do the opposite of the thing he was trying to do, which is reassemble a sentient weapon? When did they decide to go after fake vision instead of going after Wanda, who's actually the cause of it? And why was that a crime? Why would killing thought form vision be something that he would be arrested for because he is arrested at the end of it. He's walked away in handcuffs by the FBI. What did he actually do wrong apart from reassembling vision? Maybe that was the thing he wasn't supposed to no, do. No, I think, I think him being arrested at the end had to do with, I don't know. I felt like it had to do with him shooting at children and Monica more and trying to hit, which, okay. So 
I just feel like there should be a lot more obvious things going on than shooting (laughs) at two kids who were thought forms that with superpowers who were attacking your men. Right. Than sending a weapon that you apparently have every right to have possession of after a thought form version of a superhero who could potentially be dangerous. I mean, there's got to be more to it for the FBI to race in and be like, oh, we have the authority to arrest the director of another secret organization just outright. Like when Kat Dennings rams into him with her vehicle and she's like, you know, have fun going to jail or whatever she says. It's yeah. Like, Why do you know that he's automatically going to jail? Like, yeah, he's clearly the bad guy, but he's within his rights to do what he's doing. It's kind of like a Lex Luthor thing. Like Lex mm-hmm. Luthor does bad shit but a lot of the time he's doing it in a way where it's not really illegal mm. like or, or it's hard to figure out exactly what you're going to arrest him for or if you're going to arrest him or if you're going to prosecute him and he weasels his way out like why is this an automatic like you're going to jail thing like i had a buddy whose uncle had a like a firebird or something with t-tops okay and he was driving down the highway and he decided to put it on cruise control and sit on the roof on the you know on the t-top roof and put his feet on the steering wheel to drive and he got pulled over doing this and the cop that pulled him over like walked up and was like i don't even know what to give you a ticket for but if i see you doing that again <laughs> you're going to jail <laughs> which is fair <laughs> like that no, that's gonna be i can imagine that's a story that that cop has told yeah over and over again because you've never seen anything like who who would do that yeah but that's a really interesting idea so it's like the fbi coming in they're like i don't know what's going on here but we're handcuffing everybody for right now. <laughs> or, or like the Grand Budapest Hotel. Or what happened? Everybody's telling different stories. Like, okay, nobody move. Everybody's under arrest. Right? <laughs> so you're you're correct. Like, why does he go from wanting to disassemble this thing to when is he going to reassemble it? But my, ba- my bigger gripe, if I want to say one with that, is you're not Tony Stark. It yeah. took Tony Stark and his brain to do that you're not him. Mm-hmm. You don't have anybody working for you who is him. And if they could have reassembled him, they would have done it within the last five years. You'd think so. They wouldn't so. have waited until after everything was unsnapped to bring him back, I don't think. Unless the only thing that would make sense is if they needed him to take out Wanda to save this town. Which that makes sense. That would, that would He even <gasps> says it. This other vision says it in the, that he's there for Wanda, but he does it, he's not there for vision. Vision just comes to stop him when he's trying to kill Wanda. I thought vi- I thought white vision or colorless vision or mm-hmm. whatever you want to refer to him. There was like a gray vision in the comics. So this mm-hmm. is a thing. It, was it is. It is absolutely like a thing. A You're gray, correct. gray, colorless version yep. of vision. Found that out too. But like... <sighs> no, he says specifically he's there for Wanda. And vision comes to stop him. And so it just ends up being... Because I think it's... They wanted that. They wanted vision, vision to have be fighting. And then they wanted witch, witch to be fighting. Speaking of which, yeah, I get it, I get that. But I thought at one point the, you know, programmed vision said that he was there for him. Like I have to destroy the vision. Yeah, he does because that's the logical argument that fake vision uses. He's like, well, am I the real vision or are you the real vision? Because I have no original material, but I have the memories. You are the original material, but you don't have the memory. And they have this like logical argument. He's like, oh, okay, yeet, and just takes off, and you don't see him again, even though it makes no sense. He's like, oh, I am vision, but he's like. He's not like, I'm going to go to my girlfriend and make sure everything is cool. Yeah. Now, that that scene happens in the last episode, and I actually enjoyed that. Um, besides the fact I just enjoy Paul Bettany, but I enjoyed Vision and Vision kind of coming to this understanding of, uh, which them fighting, it's mm-hmm. just a complete even. There's no, no one can outdo the other. It's a total stalemate. Yeah. 
Like, if you could have Goku fighting Goku. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no... Who wins that? Nobody wins that. Uh, Or, like, yeah. I I liked them. They ended up having a conversation. um, Thought, you know, Wanda's vision says something, and the alternate vision's like, I need you to elaborate. Yeah, I I request elaboration. Right. That was... I I appreciated that. Um, So one thing we need to talk about is there's a character in this show who's the nosy neighbor... Who they've had that in lots of episodes of shows like are being portrayed Bewitched in this. in particular had yeah had that. And she ends up being what's supposed to be the main antagonist of this show. Agatha Harkness. Right, and it said there's a whole song number that it was her all along. There's something that happens early on with Monica Rambo where she says it's Wanda, it's all Wanda. The moment I heard her say that, my thought is, oh, it's obviously not all Wanda. And it's not all Wanda. They, you're right. They do that song, but then at the end, Agatha reveals like she reveals that she was behind some of the things that went wrong. Yeah, but yeah, because otherwise it is a hundred percent. Yeah, it's a hundred percent her. Yeah, she. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's weird. I know that they wanted to do the little like number that it was Agatha all along. Even my girlfriend started doing that. Like I, something happened. Like something got knocked over, and I was like, "What happened?" She was like, "It was Agatha all along." <laughs> <laughs> It was funny, but yeah, she, the whole thing is Agatha's like, how are you doing this? She's like, I'm like 400 years old. I've been doing this shit a long time. Right. How are you doing? I can't do this. How are you doing this? Like the, it was her all along, but she's trying to figure out how Wanda did it. So I have a slightly unique take on this because I just rewatched all of these episodes. Uh, I skipped, I think the second to last episode, uh, because just time constraints before we were going to do this. So I could watch the final episode, which I hadn't seen. I'd seen everything up to that point, up till the season end. And so re-watching this, there's things that happen that you can tell that it's Agatha. That when Wanda's having a conversation with one of the characters, that she's really talking to Agatha. That it's Agatha probing her for information on, how did you do this? What's going on? How did you make all this happen? That kind of thing. Um, so... That was, it was interesting watching it, knowing that information, rewatching this whole thing and trying to see it, knowing what else has gone on, who's behind some of it, even though ultimately it was absolutely all Wanda. It was her power that did everything, that took control of everything. And it's an insane amount of power to do that, to control all these people, which is utterly, totally bad guy. Yeah. To You're kidnapping a whole town forcing them to live in your fantasy world against their will away from their families. At one point, uh, one of the other characters, Doris, I think says something. She's having a conversation with Wanda about let, just, just let, let my kid leave her room and she can maybe be friends with, with your sons or like, she just wanted to see her kid again. Like who she's not allowed to do that. You're finding out that Wanda is having to, confront these things that she's done that she's really holding these people hostage and not allowing them to have their lives just to fulfill this fantasy that she has created. Mm -hmm. And one of the parts of that, that I thought was really neat that she created this vision. She, she formed him herself yet. He was his own entity. Yeah. His own thoughts, feelings. And there were times during some of these episodes that he was, trying to figure things out that things would happen and it would cause him to question what was going on. And then he would go and question Wanda about it. 
I think the the thing that made that happen is what she said at the very end. Like, you're the piece of the soul stone that lives in me. Because mm-hmm. they both got their powers from the same infinity stone. So I guess that's kind of why. Because the thing that no, made him... No, but that's not true. Isn't it? No. Because uh, Baron Zemo... Strucker. I'm sorry. Baron Strucker had the Tesseract. He was using the Tesseract to experiment on Wanda and Pietro. Or, yeah. But wasn't that... Did I say soul stone? Yeah. Wasn't that the Mind Stone? It was. Yeah. So the and Tesseract so, was a Mind... Yeah, it was both the Mind Stone. Because they... Yeah. I think they both got their powers from the Mind Stone. Was it? I think it was. Oh, I guess so. I guess the Tesseract was the Mind Stone. I, I didn't. So. Maybe I didn't think of it that way. Because I, I think that was how Loki was, like, controlling people. Oh. He, like, tapped Yeah, that makes sense. Chest. Okay. So I don't know if there's, like, a piece of vision that's still within the Mind Stone or the remnants of the Mind Stone. Like, the things that it kind of touched. I also don't know exactly how they powered, like, the new Vision, where he's got the blue thing on his forehead. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we just need a little bit of juice from the original. Yeah. I don't know what that meant. I don't know what that thing was. I thought they were powering him off of, like, Wanda's stuff, which maybe that was supposed to be, because there was, like, this glowing object, and maybe that was something that had been in the hex or had been affected by it. Yeah, yeah like, she... she power out of it. After he attacks her with the missile that I mentioned, this drone flies in there. That she drags it out oh. and confronts them herself. And here, so this must, is yours. That must have been what they were using. Somehow it had her power left It's on. one of those, how they did that? I don't know. Yeah. How is that it, worked for Vision? Story call I for don't it. know. I really did enjoy the Quicksilver thing that they did. I loved seeing the X-Men version of Quicksilver again. That was amazing. That they chose to do that. That's the kind of thing Marvel does that makes them awesome. Yeah. Like DC would never do that shit. They just wouldn't. They're, mm, they're mm. Well, but they might. They're talking about bringing back like Michael Keaton Batman and stuff in the new Flashpoint movie or whatever's going to happen. Okay. But it's this huge thing that they're advertising. It's not like a little side thing that they don't even mention. Yeah, that like, was... You're right. Marvel, if it's <laughs> DC, that's going to be the focus of the movie, right? Whatever, whatever yes. this movie is, the focus is going to be Michael Keaton Batman. Right. But this, they were just like, they didn't mention it. It was like, oh, yeah. It was really neat the way they did that. That it was, you end up finding out it's really Agnes who creates this, who brings them in. And they're uh, this new Pietro and Wanda having a conversation. And it's like I mentioned that you you know that it's Agnes trying to get this information out of her. Mm -hmm. And that was really interesting. But the fact that they brought in Evan Peters to do it was amazing. It was really cool. Like, she opened the door and I was like, what? The only one thing I had a problem with was he easily overpowered Monica Rambo. Oh, that. And then. Haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> okay. And then uh, she, <laughs> like, she's in his place. Yeah. His man cave. Yeah. And he's, she, like, sees something with his name on it. And his name's, like, Boner, something about, like, Kevin Boner or something like that. I would have pronounced it Bonner as no, I. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. Boner. Well, yeah. Oh, well, I mean. Boner looks right. And it's a good Marvel <laughs> joke. He's yeah, like, I guess. Nah, Boner. And then immediately she just like flips him and takes him like, out. He can move super fast. Like he can like dodge bullets and like catch bullets and stuff like that. But she's able to just reach out and grab him. Like she didn't do anything super powerful. Nope. Her, her eyes glowed like she had power, but she wasn't moving particularly fast. I, I know it's just one of those things where the story needed it to happen, but I would have liked to see her do something smart. Yeah, that was like find a way to just negate his speed, like find some way to take him out. Like, wait for him to fall asleep, put something in his drink or something. He doesn't seem that bright. Just find some other way to overpower him other than... Somehow he's had you under control this whole time because he can move 
faster than you can see, but all of a sudden you're able to just reach out and grab right. him and you can't do anything about it. So there's that scene when she's stuck in there with him after he catches her at the end of one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. He, she, she just like looks at a window and he, she gets up to go there and he zip and he's in like Quicksilver style zip in front of her. And then he touches her with his finger and knocks her across the room. And yet we're supposed to believe that all of a sudden she, as she would do to who Any he human. was before, yeah, whatever boner person, like boner person. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. T-shirt. Uh, okay, maybe, so maybe. like I could see Monica Rambo, this special agent, just taking a guy down, just a re- average you or me guy, putting them down because she has training and knows what she's doing, and that's what happened. But she can't do that to him, and so that <laughs> harkens back to. One of my biggest issues with her, she doesn't, she's one of these characters who overcomes nothing. Like she's, she's just always awesome. She can do whatever she wants. She gets, uh, you had mentioned a while back about Darcy and talking to her about it, changing her going in and out of this hex. Mm -hmm. And so that's where they're one, uh, introduces character, give her her powers. I get that. That's fine. The problem I have is there's no, she, needs some vehicle to get back in there. And as I said, this is another one of the issues with time. We don't know how much time passed. It doesn't feel like a lot. And all of a sudden there's this vehicle made that can drive through, supposedly drive through the hex because it's made of the right materials. Even though it just rears up and should have just fallen backwards, it somehow like pushes through the thing anyway. Yeah, she first tries to drive into it and and bam, it just stops. It like crashes into just a brick wall of this hex and doesn't do anything. But then all of a sudden, you know, it was neat because half the van- half of it's in there and then it gets shunted out and half of it's like this old school van yeah. and the other back half is what the vehicle actually is. Yeah, that but was then cool. But- she's standing there like looking back at Jimmy Woo and he's like, don't do it, Monica. I can do it. And she just goes and pushes her way in and she just pushes her way into the hex. It's difficulty Zero. And all those people I can standing just there do like, it. why did we just waste this multi-million dollar prototype vehicle when she could have just walked through on foot? Right? And that, they, they there's a little, the transition of her going from the outside of it to the inside of it, you feel like there's some depth to it, and things are happening, uh, like she's flashbacking and hearing words and from her mom and when she was a kid. That was them trying to show her struggle, I guess. But as far as the actual, there is no struggle for her in anything. There, there's nothing that she has to overcome. And I am so sick of that in everything, whether it's comic books, movies, TV. That doesn't make for a good character. That's why I didn't like Superman Year One. There's no struggle and he didn't overcome anything. It's just issue after issue where basically enemies are breaking themselves against him. And a lot of them, he just stands there. He's like, yep, this doesn't bother me. Are you going to stop now? Like, challenge after challenge. It's just, he's just super. Yeah, and super in every way. Yeah. Super smart, super strong, super, it's every, everything that you need him to do, he can do. And that's how Captain Marvel was. That's why it wasn't very good, because she didn't struggle. She didn't have to, like, you know, Superman's at his best when he loses his powers. Or comes up against somebody as strong as him. With her, she just became more super. Right. And that's what this is. Like, Captain she- Marvel, or not, not Captain Marvel, Shazam. Okay. DC. 
Captain Marvel from back in the day. Which right. I guess they're not allowed to use that name anymore. Really? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, they like lost the rights to the name. That's hmm. why they call him Shazam now. Okay, his whatever. His name was always Captain Marvel before. And I think he predates the Captain Marvel from Marvel Comics. I think so, too. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, his whole thing was he's super powerful, but he doesn't know how to use his abilities. He's trying to balance, like, a normal life with this where Captain Marvel had none of that stuff. She immediately knew how to do stuff. Like, how did she know she could fly out into space and not have a problem with it? How did she know that she could fly through a spaceship? You know, there are things that you do to test your limits. Like in uh, Unbreakable, mm. where he's lifting the weights. He's like, okay, I can do this. Can I do more? He didn't just immediately go out and be like, yeah, I think I can, like... Here's a car. Yeah. Oh, look, I picked it up. Yeah, I mean, he could have tried that, but it would have been like, where the fuck did that come from? But the fact that he, like, slowly pushed his limits, whereas, yeah... I, I totally get what you're saying, that they they try to rush some of these heroes in and just show that they are super without having to make it feel earned. And every as I as I watch this series and I'm looking at this character, she was completely inconsequential. If you take her out of this series, this series doesn't change at all. Not even a little. No, it's just to establish her because they're gonna use her in something else. Yeah. There's it she added nothing to this whole thing. I thought it was interesting, like I said, her showing what happens when the reverse snap happens, that chaos of people coming back, what's going on. Her finding out her mother was dead that way was the biggest struggle that she had throughout the entire thing. Yeah. And that sucked. That would suck. I'm not going to say it wouldn't. That's terrible for her. But there, nothing that she did was hard. She just did whatever she wanted to do, whenever she wanted to do it, and that was that. Yeah. And that's not a good character. It didn't, it didn't make me like her at all. You could pluck her up out of this show and still have the exact... Everything else happened in the show that happened, and I like the show better because of it. Hmm. Yeah, I see what you mean. Or just make her not super-powered. I know they're trying to add her in and bring in this character, but they could have just had Monica Rambo, Maria. That was her mother's name, Maria Rambo. Uh, okay. But they could have had Monica Rambo just be a human being in this show. And just doing human being stuff, and I would have liked her so much more than what they tried the, them shoehorning her into being super awesome at everything she does. Yeah. Just, just ha fine. You want to have the Captain Marvel connection. You want to have her daughter be there because Monica Rambeau was part of this organization, and so she followed in her mother's footsteps, which isn't necessarily unheard of. That's fine. So, but I didn't like where they went with her character, and but I don't necessarily want to spend any more time talking about that. There's a lot to talk about with this show. One, one more comment since you're on it. I did think it was a little bit weird that the director guy was like, who's clearly 50? Yeah. Was like, oh, you, you like 27-year-old, you should be doing this. Like, this should be your job. You should be the director because you're the daughter of the person who started this. It's like, that's not a monarchy. <laughs> I mean, that's not how government agencies work. When the FBI director retires, their son doesn't take over the FBI. Is that not how? I don't think so. Not particularly. Hmm. Not not typically. Sure. Just a little strange. It was. But I, I get that she is the head of sword. They're just trying to set her up. But yeah, I, I think I want to give Disney the benefit of the doubt. I watch a lot of stuff and I read a lot of stuff. I guess because I keep reading it, <laughs> they keep giving it to me. But these things that are like, why why are all these superheroes coming in and they have no struggle? You know, like you're saying, there there's nothing. <sighs> I don't know. Like like Captain Marvel, there's no struggle. She never has to like grapple with what she's done being part of the Kree or anything like that. You know, they made the scrolls the good guys, which is weird. You know, yeah, that's really comments, weird. But it, it's kind of cool. And I liked, I think Black Panther was a pretty good movie. 
There mm-hmm. are a lot of people who criticize that because he's really overpowered, but they took his powers away. They put him up against somebody who's more motivated than him, and that it, guy kicked his ass. It was almost a Rocky Three situation where Rocky goes up against uh, uh, Mr. T, Clubber Lang, mm-hmm. and he was hungrier. He fought harder. He wanted it more. Yeah. And, you know, Rocky's like kind of training with some pretty girls and yeah you know he's, he's not he's really living taking, in that villa with like a robot and all that shit right he's he's not taking it's it like seriously or something and he gets his ass kicked yeah yeah it, it's like that black panther he kind of relies too much on his powers and his suit and stuff like that and so they take all that away and that makes it interesting he mm-hmm. has to you know repair relationships with neighboring tribes or, or nations or, or however they're supposed to be organized. Yeah, neighboring tribes, like, I guess. I guess they're not part of Wakanda. I don't know. I was never totally clear on that. And I'm also not super... Cl- I've read some of the Black Panther comics, but not a ton. Yeah, I actually need help. But anyway, he... What makes it interesting is like with Superman, when his powers are gone or he's confronted with somebody on equal footing, because as humans, T'Challa gets his ass beat. And then as superpowered people... T'Challa wins, but he only really wins because he's clever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's he had to outsmart basically the bad version of himself, which is always what Marvel does for the first villain. It's always the bad version of you. You know, Ant Man, <laughs> it's the bad version of Ant Man. Right. Iron Man, bad version. You know, it's Iron Monger. Um, and see, that's why Guardians of the Galaxy was so good because it wasn't that. It wasn't that. Yeah, I would like to see more that's not that. Uh, but it, but it's also one of these things. And where I was start, I keep, I feel like I keep ma- starting to make a point and then I don't make it. <laughs> where I'm going with this is people are criticizing this and they criticize Black Panther for it, but I don't really think Black Panther did that because he did have a lot of struggle. It got a lot of praise because it is seen as very culturally significant. And so Wes- got, Wesley Snipes would disagree. <laughs> it got a lot of praise. You know, that was partially because of that, but it was also a really good movie. It was shot really well. The score was great. The struggle was great. I, I liked pretty much everything about it except how human enemies don't seem like a threat to them. But then again, they're the Avengers. Human threats aren't really supposed to be a threat to them. But then, so, so then you go to something like this where you can make the same argument that Monica Rambeau is being made super with no real way of earning that. But I feel like she, it could just be one of these things where Disney doesn't have the time to set her up any other way. That's why they shoehorned her into this. They wanted to show that she had faith in the Avengers, that she had some insight into what was going on, might have better instincts than Hayworth, or whatever the fuck his name was. <laughs> and Haywood. Yeah, Hayward. Hayward. Sorry, and Hayward. to set up her powers, like to put her in charge of sword and to show that she has some kind of abilities. And I think maybe her not using her brain to get out of the situation with Quicksilver... You know, it might have just been that she was supposed to be thinking quick and caught him off guard. I still don't buy that that would work with Quicksilver or The Flash or any type of speedster character like that. Because like, it wouldn't. I've never read anything with, like, you know, the reverse Flash where somebody just caught him off guard and was able to, like, flip him over <laughs> and, like, pin him down. Because it's ludicrous, but yeah, okay. It's weird, but it, it might have... I mean, these episodes were so short. Mm-hmm. You only have 20 minutes, and really, they are shoehorning her in to establish her for something else. So... That's the reason I would cut them slack for that. Like, I don't think... I think Disney makes a lot of bad decisions, but I think they do it because they're afraid. You know, the, this thing that started with Heroes, where it's like, here, take Iron Man. Nobody gives a shit about Iron Man. Now it's a big thing. Like, the biggest movie franchise in the world. So, yeah, it makes sense that they're like, well, maybe we have to establish her. Maybe don't show her being weak. 
don't show him doing this, whatever. They're being a little safer, and in some ways it makes it a little bit less believable, and some of the struggle seems less real, and the outcome's less earned than Iron Man, where they just didn't care as much. Like, the studio executives, I would mm. say, probably didn't care as much. I mean, I get that. It's just, I think it's just this PC culture, and women have to be shown as always being strong and always never... They can't be they can't be shown losing but the problem with that is one that's not real life anybody who has ever succeeded at anything has lost first Mm -hmm. like anybody who's a star athlete that they've played plenty of games in their career where they lost they came up against somebody who beat them and you have to that's that's when you really become better at whatever it is when you come up against something that makes you better because you're forced to push yourself more than you have. There was, my dad uh, talked about somebody who he used to work with who uh, apparently like played tennis. And my dad mentioned something about maybe going and playing some tennis sometime. But this guy said, no, I can't play tennis with you because if I play tennis with you, I'll get worse and I have to keep myself at a certain level and I can only keep myself at a certain level by playing against opponents who are at a certain level. And so he wouldn't. And that was, he was just telling me about it like as an arrogant thing, as this or that and the other. But I understood it or understand it now as you have to challenge yourself. That's right. And you have to challenge yourself regularly in order to keep yourself at the best. They have on, I think it's Netflix. Tasha turned it on. Uh, this. Michael Jordan, this series about Michael Jordan and his history. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting to watch. I remember Michael Jordan growing up. I never certainly didn't watch a lot of basketball when he was playing or anything. But to see, look back on this and to see how he had to become a better player when whole teams would focus their whole gameplay around stopping just him yeah. and being able to win the game because we're stopping you. I, I don't know. So I don't I, know, I don't know how much of it is political. I'm so tired of hearing about this stuff. Like I'm so, I, I I just don't care. Right? I just don't I care. Just, I hear stuff on the news like where they I don't know. I'm I'm tired of people being divided. I don't like the way I grew up and you know being more accepting and open was about treating everybody the same. Mm-hmm. Not specifically calling out people to treat differently. You know, if you want a woman as a hero, there are a load of them in comic book history and in real life, Mm -hmm. but don't just try to show them with the highlights. If that's what they're trying to do, if they're trying to avoid the pitchfork mob on Twitter or or whatever it is, I get that there's like problematic imagery with a man beating a woman or something like that. But as a superhero, that's going to happen. You have to fight. Yeah. And some of the best things that we've seen with a female lead are ones where they use their skill size intelligence to their advantage it's not like the new charlie's angels or or some of these cw shows where you have a woman who weighs maybe 150 120 pounds who overpowers like a 250 pound guy just through brute force she can win she's not going to be able to just take him down head on the way a nut like a 300 pound dude who came in who's like five inches taller than that guy would just be able to overpower him does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's more interesting to show how her strengths and abilities work to her advantage. Like Black Widow. We don't see her just straight up like Hulk smashing people. 
Yeah, like when she's, she's fighting that hallway full of guys in yes, Iron Man 2. Yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking about. Uh -huh. she, she doesn't just grab one by the shirt and throw him against the ground no, and like punch this other one and he just gets knocked out. Yeah, like, she's a skilled martial artist. Absolutely. She's using her body, like she's doing things that use her body weight and her agility to her advantage to take people down. That's a little different. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and it's what you're talking about with Monica Rambo. If she had used or, or even used her, like these new powers that are developing. If there was this thing where she suddenly did move really fast, and she's like, whoa, what is that? There would have been more of a hint that there's something going on with her that she doesn't know about other than the eyes glowing every once in a while and being able to kind of resist what uh, Wanda's trying to do to her. Right, like at the end when Hayward is shooting the bullets and she uh, just appears, right place, right time, because they need it to happen. And she turns into, like, jello? She turns into, like, ballistic gel. Yeah, it was, it was weird. But had she done that with him and, like, phased or something... And so he tried to stop her, but his hand goes through her and he's caught off guard like, what? And she's like, what? But then uses it to her advantage. <laughs> like, at least that would be more in, in more believable. It's just, yeah. I'll just put it that way. It'd be more believable. But enough about her and the issues that we have like that, because you could really just talk about that. I could talk about that for a while. Some of the other things that I enjoyed in this whole series, there was a Halloween episode. And in this Halloween episode, they were able to bring back a lot of old costumes of characters, Wanda, yes. Vision, Quicksilver, and that was fun. It was just a fun thing that they got to do as they're furthering the story, and part of the story in that particular episode did revolve around Vision really questioning everything and what's going on here and seeing how on the outskirts of the town people are just kind of standing around. They're like on a loop. They're just there for background. Right. They're just extras. It's... What I... The other thing I don't like about the series is that at the end, there's no consequences for Wanda. Yes, I will. She actually oh. gets more powerful because she learned some stuff from Agatha. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, I'm going to trap you here the same way I trapped all these other people. And you're just going to live in this town. But all the other people in the town know what's up. So they're just like living in this town. It's like living next door to a caged gorilla that might be able to break out. It's like, it's like having King <laughs> Kong stored next to your house. Like they could break out and just wreck up the town, but... We're going to hope that they don't because somebody just trapped them here and mm -hmm. that's supposed to be okay. It's like, that just seems so weird to me. It's like yeah. you have a walking loaded gun walking around your town and you're supposed to act like that's cool. Absolutely. And it's put there by the person who held you hostage for months. Like when, that was my thought as I'm watching the last episode right before we did this, that it all, she, she reverses everything. It all collapses back onto her and she's in the exact same place she, she was when it started, yeah, and she caused all of it to happen, and then she is this going to be the, you know, end of when at the end of all the uh, the Incredible Hulk TV shows and Bruce Banner's walking away down the highway, and she throws her little hood on, starts to walk away, and I'm like, is she just like leaving scot free? She just held a town hostage for we don't know how long, yeah, and kidnapped all these people basically, and then she starts to walk up towards the F. Uh, the FBI people, well, at least Monica was there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, is she going to go and, like, turn herself in and do, like, the right thing? <laughs> no, it'll be fine. Yeah. And she's just like, later. The the F, you hear the sirens start to come. Well, Jimmy Mo Woo's character's bringing them all. Yeah, they and Monica even kind of lets her off. She's mm -hmm. like, these people don't know what you've sacrificed for them. And it's like, she's she says, like, well, that. Even if they knew. Yeah, it wouldn't change they'd how they, they see wouldn't me change how like they that. see me. Correct. It's like. No, the right line would have been, it doesn't matter because of what I did to them. You know what I mean? She could have said something, mm -hmm. known up to it. Like, no, they're right to view me as a monster after what I did. Yeah. Instead, it's, well, they're, they, that's how they see me. Nope, that's what you are. 
to them. You did this. Like, you didn't mean to. You did it, like, subconsciously. Like, a character Apparently. in... That's why he's my favorite character. Captain America, if he did something like this, if he had that kind of power, at the end, he'd walked up, hands out. All right, put me in handcuffs. Yeah. I did wrong. Kind of like Bucky saying, I need to be locked up. Like, yeah. maybe yeah. I'm. this is what I am. And I would maybe like I to just... see your own, own up to it. And maybe that'll happen later. Maybe it will. But from just my, my feelings for it, nope, there's going to be zero consequences for her character because of this. Yeah. And that's... What what is what does that show? Yeah, what does that gave teach up the anybody? Children that you imagined, right? Okay, the life that you imagined. That was another thing people. I had an issue with. As a parent, you I understand being emotionally attached to your children, but when you know my kid who's ten years old and I have twelve and fourteen, I'm emotionally attached to these children because I've raised them, I've been around them all of their lives, um, I've gotten to know them in order to love them the way that I love them. These kids just appeared. Yeah. They literally just... Like, poof. And and all of a sudden... It was like a one-day thing for them to show up, and then another day for them to grow to the size they were. Yeah, like, next day, day one, they're born. Like, from pregnant to born. Day two, they're five years old. And then all of a sudden, they grow from being five years old to being ten years old. Mm -hmm. And And then they stay that way for a couple episodes. But yeah, it's like... It's more like adopting a dog. It's like, yeah, it seems like a cool dog. Haven't figured out everything with him. Like, don't know what... Don't know what he can do. Don't know if he knows any tricks, stuff like that. Like right. You- but if you had, let's say, perfect analogy with that. If you adopt a dog and then you have that dog for two weeks and that dog runs away or runs out in the street, gets hit by a car, that sucks and that really hurts. But it's not as com- devastating. Compared as- to you adopt that dog as a puppy, you raise it. And then when it's five years old and you've lived with it for five years, then it runs out and gets hit by a car. That's going to devastate you more because you've gotten attached to it. Yeah. You've actually, there's been time to have attachment made. Yeah. You, you grow with it. That There wasn't any of that. And yet they portrayed it as such. Yeah. And so I thought that was a little weird. I don't know if the sacrifice was so much the kids or, you know, they show that she really was into that, that her happy memories were being into these American TV shows as a kid. You know, they had nights where they watched TV mm-hmm. where they only spoke English. They watched these shows. She really liked Dick Van Dyke and stuff like that. So they showed the, some of the shows that these are based off of, by the way, back in this time period in like Eastern Europe, where they're in a war and watching it on a TV, that's clearly like sixties or seventies. I don't know how they had a DVD player hooked up to that. That bothered me just, just really slightly. Maybe her dad was an electrical engineer. If it was Betamax or something like that, it would have been more (laughs) realistic, but that's, that's just something I'm throwing out there. Um, That's fair. But yeah, that whole thing that made sense. Like her, the whole thing was just bringing her back to something that, that made her comfortable and brought her back to like a, probably the only safe, happy period in her life apart from being with vision. So combine those two. And then at the end where everything comes back to where it was, it kind of brought me back to where she said like, Oh, you know, at the end of this, episode it's all fine everything was a dream and everything's back to normal you know i i, I was kind of curious are all these people going to forget what happened to them but no they no clearly they're didn't. not it's not just a dream it doesn't just go back to the way it was even though that's kind of how it seems it's mm-hmm. coming back to normal but yeah i mean with everything that happened with the sokovia accords and everything after the events of it avengers days of ultron mm-hmm. to have this happen and there's no consequence i mean there has to be right there has to be so do you think when she shows up in Multiverse of Madness and whatever, that 
there's going to be a portion of the U.S. government that's after her? Because that would be that I, would be the consequence. I, uh, Sword is an organization that sometimes acts in an antagonistic role towards the heroes, and I'm wondering if that's going to maybe do that. But it can't. If there's going to be a portion of it that is that is backing Monica Rambo, and a portion that is not. Mm, okay. That, so they're kind of Are, at odds with each other. Like, no, we have to hold her accountable for this where there's going to be an argument that, no, we shouldn't, but I don't really support the argument that, no, we shouldn't. <laughs> I guess if she's the hero and she didn't mean to do it, but she still did it. Yeah, right? Like, you still... Like, Bucky, I... Because I didn't mean to... I still did it. I did those things. Yeah. Like... They huh. send him to Wakanda to get, like, help, and he, like, lives on his own in a hut. He's like a farmer or something. Right? He's like, put me someplace where I can't hurt anybody. Right? So there was a line in this movie uh, by Monica... By this movie, in this show, by Monica... That she said, if Wanda is the problem, then she must be the solution. And I don't think that holds up. Look at it. If you're looking at it this way, Saddam Hussein's the problem. So he must be the solution. Mm, no. Well, that's not always going to be the case. Now, given the fact that Wanda, what she'd gone through, um, she started out on the wrong side, but saw that it was wrong, gained the trust of the Avengers, became an Avenger herself has earned a little leeway and say, hey, she's earned us at least enough for us to say, you're not just the bad guy. Let's find out what's really going on here. But for her to just say, well, if she's the problem, she must be the solution. No, because in real life, that's not the way it works. What I'm wondering is if maybe Monica thought, you know, if we kill Wanda, what happens? These people just stay like this? That might be the thing. Like mm-hmm. she, it may, it may not be a thing of like it just goes away. It could be because, like you said, that that truck was thrown out. I mean, they didn't know this at the time, but objects can be thrown out and remain in that state. Or did they know? No, they because they sent the little drone in and then they got it back. And, and her it clothes was changed. Yeah, when she got were put out, and it said they were so they know, part Kevlar yeah. now. So that yeah, so I'm right. Mm-hmm. My my thing makes sense. It, it does. <laughs> yeah, they if they kill Wanda. Things may not change at all, so they need to have her change it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not that's not necessarily unheard of with that. I just heard that I, and I thought, ag- as far that. as real life, that's not that's not the way things work always. Sometimes, sure, but not always. Yeah, you're the thinking way it works. like the house is on fire. It caught because of this bottle of alcohol in an open flame. The the, the yeah, the bottle of alcohol must, must be, the, be solution. the solution. Um, one other thing that got me in this, and this is a, a small thing. But I think it also harkens to the women are awesome and they can do everything. Like you talked about, a 150-pound woman taking down a 300-pound man. At one point, uh, Darcy and Vision get together and they have a little thing. And that was kind of cool. But the it's a circus situation. Yeah. And the strong man, the guy who's supposed to be playing, I think, the strong man, comes up and is like, you can't leave. And Darcy just clocks him and puts him down. Which is fine, except I don't think she's a... I don't see her as that kind of character. So if you do that, you take that swing. I've seen it in other movies before, and I know it from having done things in my own life. If you take your fist and you hit somebody's face with it... That's not the end. Ow! That hurts. Like, like your hand that's not used to that. There's a lot of little bones up in your hand. That that hurts. She could have at least been like, Ow! After knocking him down, some sort of reaction that, no, my fist is awesome. I can do this. No, it hurts. Your hand hurts now. Just at least show me that your hand hurts and I'm okay with that's it. That's all I need. 
Just show me your hand hurts and I'm good with it. Fine. You knocked him down. You, you busted him in the nose. Great. He didn't expect you to hit him. Cool. But you're right. It, it does happen if there's like a male scientist who acts that way and like hit somebody. Like first off, they seem out of their element doing right? it. And they're like, ah, wow, that hurt. They're not just like, wham. You know, I did that 10 minutes ago. This is what I do all day, every day. <laughs> it is strange. Yeah. When you think about it, that that would be her first reaction. Just like whack the guy. But then again, I mean, that that is something that happens in sitcoms. Like somebody back in the day anyway would just deck somebody else and instead that person jumping back up and being like, what the, what did you, and start swinging. They're just like, what'd you do that for? And it's like the end of whatever's happening. So it's a little bit in, in line with the theme, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. That was just a small thing that was like, what? Come on now. Like, see, I liked her character. I liked mm -hmm. that, that she did stuff that was like, you know, she was disrespectful to them. So mm -hmm. they, they didn't do what she was asking. Just a cup of coffee? Did I get coffee now? Yeah. She's like, they no, just ignored okay. her. Yeah, they just totally ignored her because she came in and just started bossing people around and being a smartass. So that was that seemed real. Or she's sitting there talking to Vision and they're trying to drive through town and there keep being these obstacles and Vision's like, all right, well, F this. And just flies up through the roof. It's okay. Yeah, Bye. that was an interesting thing. When that's happening and they're trying to leave town to see what happens, to see if you even can, and they keep getting stopped by assu assumingly Wanda yeah. having these things come up. And it like cuts like it would in a behind the scenes kind of thing. And Vision is sitting outside this the van in like a parked location. And he's sitting in a little director chair thing and he's talking to the camera. Well, yeah, you know, I feel like this is kind of what's going on. And then he all of a sudden has this realization like, Wait, what am I doing here? Why am I sitting here talking to you? And then he like rips off this microphone that's there and goes and flies away. Yeah. This based on everything that they did with this, how they set it all up, that was interesting. I thought it was fun. I guess the question this all comes down to, I don't know how much more you have to talk about or most probably more we could talk about. Watch or no watch. It's what we always come down to. Watch totally. It's a fun ride. I think it is they're, a fun they're ride. Short episodes, they're little bite-sized things. It's mm -hmm. not a huge time commitment or anything like that. I've actually got my parents. You've met my parents. Mm -hmm. I got my parents into the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> like I told them, I was that like, was there's, fun. A, "There's a chimp, there's a robot, there's, a, there's ghosts, there's all this other stuff." <laughs> like it's <laughs> definitely not something you normally watch. But here, let me let me, you know, I can log my stuff into your thing, and mm. you can watch the first episode. And my dad, like afterwards, was telling me, he's like, "Wow." You forget that was like a monkey talking to people like because he plays his fatherly role and stuff right. like that. It's so, you know, but it's one of these things where it's like a commitment because they're an hour long. They're like, yeah, we'll watch one episode and then we'll see how we feel. But with WandaVision, it's 20 minutes. Like, it's super easy. Like, you could do it just killing time waiting for dinner to be done or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I would agree with you. I think it's a watch. Obviously, I had some issues with the whole Monica thing. One issue, credits are super long and there are like mid credit scenes, which I didn't realize until the second to the last episode. Ah, really? Cause I was like, I'm not watching all these. And I tried to scan through them, but I was like, nah, no, nah, I'm just not doing it. Cause the and first one wasn't, there was no credit scene in the first one. Okay. If you, it was like seven I, minutes okay. of it. Cause I checked of just credits. And it's like, yeah, there's nothing there. So I'm not going to keep doing it. No, they it. added so it in some later. Some of them do have it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, my girlfriend was like, no, let's not go back and try to find the other ones. Cause <laughs> they don't like, we're, we don't seem to be missing anything anyway. I think it was a mid credit scene where, Fake Pietro gets the drop on Rambo. Mm -hmm. That's the only one I would assume. Which I didn't even know that until the recap at the beginning of the last episode. That's true. They played it. Yeah, so you don't need to And they showed it. Yeah, and I'm like, when did that happen? And I went back through one of the, either the seventh or eighth episode, the end of that, and found it in there somewhere. Um, 
But I would agree with you. I think this is a watch. I think if you're a fan of the MCU, and I was not a fan of these two characters going into this, after this, I really like them a lot more. I like both of them a lot more after this. I am really looking forward to playing Spider-Man Miles Morales. For okay. a similar read, like you're saying, you weren't super into these characters, but now we've gotten to know them a little bit. I have the same kind of feeling about a lot of heroes, and I feel like that's going to be a struggle with people like us who came up with the first set. Mm-hmm. You know, the first set of heroes. Like, we got to know them. They built them from the ground up. They didn't just throw them in. And, you know, when... I never cared about Miles Morales. I knew about him in the comics. Mm-hmm. I knew there was another version of Spider-Man. I think it was supposed to be initially like an alternate universe thing, kind of a what if. Like there are alternate versions of Superman. Yeah. You know, there are all these different alternate universe versions of these heroes. Like Earth 2 Batman is actually Thomas Wayne. Or mm, you yeah, have yeah. kind of like the Elseworlds type ones where you have the Gotham by Gaslight one. And it's just like, okay, this is just this alternate version Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, it's not the one that I've been reading all this time. I'm not really that interested in it. But you get to know Miles Morales in the first Spider-Man game, which got me invested in him. Mm -hmm. So now I'm really excited to play the new one. Before I came over here, you know, I set up the PS5, which I was lucky enough to get. (laughs) Finally, like five months after it came out. (laughs) And I started playing that. And it's like, oh, okay, he has these like this venom punch power thing, Mm -hmm. which is this like bioelectricity deal. I know that some of his powers are different, and now I'm kind of excited to learn what they are. And I I really hope that's what these shows do going forward, is they introduce us to these characters that we don't really know who are just kind of thrown in and make us care about them the way we did about the original Avengers, the way we cared about, you know, Thor to an extent, because he's kind of wooden for the mm-hmm. first few movies. But we really care about Tony Stark. We care about Captain America. We see them coming up. We see their struggles. You know, they're releasing an origin story. Or not really an origin story, but more of an exploration of the Black Widow character. Mm-hmm. And I hope that these... Which is sh- too bad because they're... I mean, she's they gone. They done it while she was alive. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but, yeah. I, I, that I one, hope that they do a lot to fill in these characters because they need to find a way to keep their fan base invested in it. Because I know a lot of people who are just like, okay, it's over. Yep. After Endgame, I'm done. Like, you know, maybe watch the, the Tom Holland Spider-Mans. But other than that, like, I'm not really that interested. I don't really know these characters. They, I think Black Panther is the only one that they really spent much time building up. Mm-hmm. And he's, I don't know, and then he was gone. <laughs> they get they let you get to know him, and then they kill him off right away. But it's like, clearly, he's not gone. Yeah. Uh, I, and I don't know what they're going to do with that, with the, you know, with that situation. Yeah, Chadwick Boseman, which... That was heartbreaking and terrible. I feel super sorry for the family, but that's going to be some big shoes to fill. He yeah. played that role well. He was a good actor. He was really good. Yeah, he was really I good. Really liked that one. But that's like the only one of the new heroes that I'm invested in because you don't see anything humanizing with Captain Marvel. Or Doctor really, Strange. Yeah. Okay. Doctor I Strange am, was good. See that out of the movies that are coming up, that's the one I'm most excited about. Yeah. Even yeah. over whatever the next Thor movie is going to be or the next guardians of the galaxy movie, like the, the second doctor strange movie, I am actually pretty excited about, but it, I am, I am that person who you just said Endgame ended. I don't care anymore. Yeah. And this I mean, might have changed my mind a little bit on that because I really, except for the small gripes that I had with the one character, realistically, I really liked this. I yeah, thought I it like- was fun. I thought it was unique and enjoyed how they did it. Yeah, I liked it too. I really did enjoy it as well. Um, yeah, I hope this is a good strategy for them going forward. I hope they 
can flesh out their characters a little bit better, make them... I don't know if they've realized that they have kind of a problem that people aren't as invested in the new set as the old ones, and that's maybe why they're doing this, or if it's just a money grab, or if it's just to tell more stories and give more content and keep people invested in it ongoing without having to wait for the new movie. Like, you can't, you can't, you can't keep people invested if the character development isn't there. Yeah, I almost have a little bit of an issue with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I really, he's a great Peter Parker, I think. And I think he's a really good Spider-Man, except the thing that's fun about Spider-Man is he did this stuff on his own. He figured this stuff out on his own, you know? Mm-hmm. And in this, he's pretty quickly, like, he kind of starts off on his own, but then he's pretty pretty quickly taken in by Tony Stark. Yes, he's, like, riding some coattails of Tony Stark. Yeah, which is, I don't know, it kind of cheapens one of my favorite heroes. I love Spider-Man. Like, I don't know, probably the game I played most in my life was the original Spider-Man on for PlayStation 1. Really? Not yes. You don't mean the PS2 version? No, I mean the PlayStation 1 version. I played the PS2 version as well. But there was a which version was amazing. on PS1 which was very, you know, related to the comics and like the early okay. 90s ca- uh, cartoon series. But part of the fun of Spider-Man is always that the stakes are pretty high. Because hmm? he has no backup, typically. I mean, maybe Daredevil shows up from time to time. I yeah. used to associate those two together a lot because they're kind of the more local superheroes that Absolutely. are around New York. They're not the ones dealing with Galactus and stuff like that normally, although he has. <laughs> but, yeah, to just have it be like Spider-Man can screw up and Tony Stark can come save him. There's still some of the, like, you know, I screwed up, I need to learn, that's common to Spider-Man, this this growing and coming of age thing that seems to almost be constant with storyline. Uh, I don't know. It's cheapened a little bit by having there be somebody there behind him who can act as a safety net. Yeah, I think that's why if we take the last of the three movies out of the equation, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man was amazing. Yeah. It was just him trying to deal with everything Spider-Man has to deal with. Yeah. Yep. There's not a whole lot else to say. I, I don't think they've done as great of a job as they did with the first ones. You know, there's been one... But but then again, there's been one Black Panther movie. Mm. You know, he hasn't had three, like, Iron Man. Right. Or, you know, multiples like most of the rest of them. So... And we haven't really... I don't know. I just feel like I, we don't know the new characters. I'm glad we have these series, though, to hopefully address that. I'm really looking forward to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I am now. Be called. Yeah, That's, after seeing some of the previews for it and watching all of this series... I really like Anthony Mackie. I've liked everything I've seen him in. And I liked him in these, obviously. So Did you see him in Alter Carbon? Yeah. And now I know there's not going to be any more of those that series... And I wasn't a big fan of them choosing to change the main protagonist, but yeah, I like him as well. And I didn't watch the second season of that, kind of like I didn't watch the second season of Punisher on Netflix, which was great. He is easily the best Punisher that's ever been on film. But I didn't watch the second season because I knew there wasn't going to be anything after that. Oh, because oh, we're canceling it. We're shutting did all they of this cancel down. It or did it yep. just stop? No, no, they they canceled it. Like, they canceled all the Defenders, all that stuff. No more Daredevil, no more any of it. Which was too bad, because I liked all of it. I liked Luke Cage. I really liked Jessica Jones. And especially the first season of Jessica Jones, she was great. Hmm. That The the villain in that was amazing. He really pulled it off. I've heard rumors that they're going to be bringing... At least uh, there's rumors of bringing Daredevil into the MCU somehow. Like, the the Netflix version. Mm -hmm. I think there was some kind of embargo on using the same characters or the same actors 
And now he was such a good daredevil. That's up. He's really good. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I've seen him in not a ton of stuff, but I've always liked him when I saw him. But yeah, they're I hope they're on the right track. I'm gonna keep watching them. I mean, what's one movie? Unless they're releasing, you know, doing the Star Wars thing and releasing like 15 shows and that are gonna be ongoing and all this stuff. I'm not keeping. No, yeah, I want this to be like this Wandavision was. Just give me a mini series. Let's watch it, see where it goes, and. Do you think this Falcon Winter Soldier is going to try to lead into one of them becoming the new Captain America so that they can have another Captain America movie, but with one of them? I'm not sure. I actually thought that was kind of weird in the previews that Falcon is still doing Falcon stuff. Like, there's no Captain America patina to him at all. Like, none of it's kind of rubbed off. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. there's no like tint of it to him. I would have, I would expect there to be something that happens to him because Captain America is very much handed the mantle over to him. Yeah. Besides, I, I'm pretty sure the shield. What, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happens to him in the comics too. Sam Wilson mm-hmm. becomes the new Captain America at some point. Yep. So it's not. Well, so did Bucky Barnes. Both of them. Yeah, have, been, have taken on the mantle of Captain America. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I expected to see some something about like how do I how do I do this? Like how do I take on the kind of stuff he was doing? And I guess maybe that's what it is. Doesn't mean it won't be in there. I just expected him to look a little bit more Captain <laughs> America E. I don't know what I expected that to look like. Maybe stars and stripes on his wings or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it looks good because those two. It's like a great buddy cop dynamic. It is. That they have. It is. They it really so play good. well <laughs> off each other. You knew that after Civil War. Yeah. That that's. Fun to watch those two and have a back and forth. That's fun. And so more than this show, I was looking forward to that one because I like that dynamic. And as far as the Avengers movies were concerned, I didn't really care about Wanda and Vision. See, and a lot of the same channels on YouTube that complain about things being woke. I'm like, oh, they're only doing this because of like a political thing or whatever, which I don't 100% buy into that stuff. A lot of them were saying like, oh, don't even bother watching WandaVision or don't bother watching this particular episode because nothing happens. And it was, it's tons of stuff. It's, yep. I mean, you just got to give this stuff a chance. It's, it's fun. And right. remember, believe us, don't believe us. Watch it and make up your own mind. Like we're giving you our opinions. We like to talk about it because it's fun for us to talk about movies. But go out there, watch this stuff and make up your own minds about it. We don't just, going all don't just listen to what we say. We're going all over with this one too. We talked oh about my so gosh. much stuff. We talked about DC, my how much I love Green Arrow. Right. Like, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion. Stephen Amell, not as good a Green Arrow as Justin Hartley from Smallville. I don't know who either one of those people are. I know, because nobody likes Green Arrow except me, it seems like. <laughs> but Green Arrow is basically... Or walk. Green Arrow is basically Batman's equivalent, but with Spider-Man's wit. Like, that's how he is. He's always like this kind of smart talk and like quick-witted kind of person he's not super serious like he you would think he'd be way more fun to watch than batman okay because batman's like he's just a grump (laughs) he is he's gruff yeah i mean Uh i love batman but still batman's a grumposaurus rex (laughs) but justin hartley is very much that kind of green arrow because the stephen amell green arrow was supposed to be okay they weren't able to do it Hmm. yeah just Another random thing that we're bringing up, man. We're talking <laughs> about comic book history. We're talking about Superman dating mermaids. Talking about, you know. You get everything with us here. Yep. At yeah, Movie House. willing to invest the time. I'm not sure how long this is going to be once it's edited down. but Good luck with that, sir. Not short. Good, lu- good luck with that one. Just, All right, Halligans. I'm just going to put it out raw. I just want to say thank you once again for listening to us ramble about whatever we want to ramble about. This was a mini series, and so I think this episode is going to be a little bit longer than what would be a movie or even a game review kind of thing that we've done. A lot to talk about, yeah. 
lot to talk about. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you listened all the way through it. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, whatever, yep, hit us up on email. We're moviehowl at gmail.com, and we're on Twitter at moviehowl. All right. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's it. I am Joe. I'm Ryan. We're out.